Welcome to the Punk Rock Preschool Podcast with your host, Mr. G. For those about to learn, we salute you. Hello, party people. Thank you for joining us today on the Punk Rock Preschool Podcast, where we are changing the world one classroom at a time. That classroom is your classroom. I'm your host, Jared Geller, Mr. G. And today, I'm going to tell you all about the probably biggest thing that changed my classroom. In this episode, I'm going to tell you about how you can save tons of money on classroom materials, teach kids personal responsibility, and make your day so much smoother in the process. Sound pretty good? Yeah, I think so too. So let's get into it on how you can teach your students to take total ownership over their learning, over the classroom materials, over everything in school, help them take total ownership over their education. Let's find out more right now. So you come into the school year with brand new materials. You got fresh Expo markers, you got sharpened pencils, you got full packs of crayons and glue sticks that have never even had the caps removed. But then school happens. Markers dry out, the glue sticks become not glue and not stick and not sticky. So they become useless, the pencils wear down and crayons start to break. And sometimes these crayons, it feels like crayons are starting to break almost every single day or you're replacing a glue stick every day. Are you tired of that? Are you tired of dried up glue sticks and markers that no longer write? And do you wish students took a little bit better care of your class materials? Yeah, I know I felt that way, definitely felt that way. So how can we teach teach our students to take better care for these things? I know you've told them what the procedures are. I know you've told them, please take care of this stuff. It's mine. I spent money on it. Please don't break it. Please be more careful with it. But sometimes we still have the same issues. Well, the way to solve this eliminate what's going on is the tragedy of the commons if you don't know what the tragedy of the commons is i'll leave uh, a wikipedia thing in the show notes but basically it's when everybody when everything in the class or everything in a town belongs to everybody people will take more than their fair share and there there won't be enough left for everyone and that's kind of what's happening with the glue stick with the crowns with the markers because they're owned by the entire class students are less likely to care for the items when they put them back because if they leave a cap, cap off a glue stick there's no consequence for them. They'll just get a different glue stick that works next time, you know? And if they pull out a glue stick that doesn't work, they say, Mr. G, Mr. G, I don't, I don't, this glue stick doesn't work, and I would give them another one. But that wasn't teaching them any types of lessons. So in this episode, we are talking about how to give your students literal ownership over the class and their materials by actually giving each student a pencil box with and let them own the materials. It's their own personal crayons, pencils, eraser, scissors, and glue stick. And if they break any of this stuff, they have to replace it, and we'll get into how they replace it later in the episode. But basically, they are using the same crayons, the same glue stick, the same scissors, the same colored pencils every single day. They have a pencil box that's labeled just for them. So what do you think is going to happen? Of course, they are going to take way better care of this stuff now that it's theirs, now that it belongs to them. And once you do this, you may never have to buy another crayon, pencil, eraser, scissors, glue stick, you may never have to replace them again because kids are going to take such good care of their supplies. So if you have that problem where you're having a lot of broken crowns and dried up markers and dried up glue sticks and you're running to the store to replace these supplies and you're annoyed, or maybe you're not annoyed, maybe you're just like, oh, well, this is the reality, you're resigned to the fact this is the reality of preschool. You're going to have to replace a lot of these supplies. They're going to break stuff. Well, really what they're doing, kids are, they don't have to break this stuff. They're taking advantage of a classroom system where the resources belong to everyone, so there's no consequences. If they do break stuff, they'll just get a, get get whatever get a one that works tomorrow. And that's a really bad lesson to learn, and it's a problem that we can solve. And it's a huge opportunity to address the tragedy of common the tragedy of the commons and the idea of moral hazard, where you want students taking ownership of 
what they do. If they don't feel the same, if they don't feel any risk, if there's no risk, if there's no skin in the game involved with what they're with their work, then what's stopping them from just breaking crowns? I mean, obviously you you have rules in the classroom, but nonetheless, if there's no skin in the game for the students, then they have real really no reason to, to make double check and make sure that glue cap is still on or make sure that marker clap make sure that marker cap clicked for you know clicked down and they heard it click. But when you give students ownership over their crowns and their markers and their glue, then they take way better care of their things and you don't have to replace them. Um, so if you think that if you agree that maybe kids would take better care of the class supplies if the supplies actually belonged to the kids, then make that the case. Give them literal ownership over their learning. Literal ownership by giving them literal actual ownership. It's theirs. They own it. And all the consequences that happen there, you know, everything that happens thereafter, it's on them. All the good, all the bad. So whatever it is. So if they break a crown or they leave the cap off the glue sticks, they're going to have to deal with that decision. And they're going to literally have to pay for it as we get into, we'll get into later, how to use your salary system that we talked about in episode 10 to enhance this whole idea of giving the kids their own pencil boxes. Because they can use the money that they earned and that they made by learning stuff or by participating, and now they have to use that money that they would spend on the awesome markets that we talked about in episode 10. They have to use it to spend on replacing their crowns and their pencils and their glue stick and their pencil boxes, which they don't want to do, so they're going to take way better care, and that gives them the skin in the game that I was just talking about. So the classroom, the old mindset, let's get into our mindset shift right here, and the old mindset is that the classroom supplies belong to me, the teacher. So guys, you talk to your students, you say, please take care of them or I'll have to buy more. And I know I said that to my students so many times that these are supplies that I went out and I bought my own money and I'm really asking you please take care of them or I'll have to buy more. But I ended up saying that so many times that it was like, well, clearly this isn't working. But I had to shift my mindset to new mindset is not the classroom supplies belong to me, the teacher. The classroom supplies belong to you, the student. So please take care of them or you will have to buy more, not me anymore. So before I was saying, please take care of these supplies or I'll have to buy more. Now I'm saying, hey guys, please take care of them or you're going to have to buy more, which we're going to get into that with the salary system in the strategies. But So why is that? Why does that work? Because it is a great opportunity for students to practice ownership over their education and over their things too. They feel the value of working for something and not wanting to lose it. So when they buy extra markers or colored pencils or they have their, their, uh, pencil box that's filled with just the basics of the crowns and the glue stick and everything, they still don't want to spend that money on on replacing things that they already had and that they broke because they weren't careful enough. They'd rather just be more careful. And those are the results that you'll see. And we'll get into that a lot more right now in the strategies. So strategy number one is these pencil boxes. So I will leave a link in the show notes to Amazon for where you can buy every little item that I had in my pencil boxes, which we kept them at. There was a pencil box, a plastic pencil box, where students would write their names on it, and that would be where they got their supplies from for the rest of the year. And we did this for the whole second half of the year. They had a 16-pack of Crayola crowns. They had a brand-new pencil with an eraser, and then I think I gave them another eraser on the side, or maybe the pencil didn't have an eraser, and so I gave them an eraser. Um, you can choose whatever you want to do there. A pair of scissors and a glue stick. Brand new glue stick. And these were there. This was, each student had their own pencil boxes. They owned it. This was their ownership. So they came in in the morning and they went and they got their pencil boxes and they knew which one was theirs. And they sat down and they started working and they put them away when they were done. And they went and they put them back into the box or into the cubbies, wherever you want to store them. And there was no excuses. If something happened to 
something in their pencil box, they're missing a color, if they're missing a glue stick, they're, they didn't have something, well, that means they weren't taking full responsibility. They weren't taking strong enough responsibility over their pencil box, so it teaches them, and over their supplies, so it teaches them to be more aware and responsible and cognizant of all those things. Strategy number two is this salary system that we were talking about uh, that I mentioned a couple times in this episode already. And if you want to listen to more, go to the strategy section of episode 10, punkrockpreschool.com slash zero one zero. And we get into the salary system pretty in depth there of what it is. But essentially what it is, is that as students learn different things, they are rewarded with fake money that we have in our classroom. And they get money for different things that they learn. So if they participate, they get money. If they I mean, they get money just for attending school, they get money for doing their homework, and they get money for everything they learn. So each letter is $1, and if they learn all uppercase letters, I believe they get a $10 bonus. If they learn all their sounds, $26 for, you know, $1 for each sound, and then $10 for that. And if they learn all their uppercase, lowercase, and sounds, I think it's a $20 bonus on top. I mean, it goes on. There's for everything. So there's syllables, rhymes. It's a whole salary system where when students master a certain topic, they are rewarded. They're rewarded for each standard that they hit, and then when they master a benchmark, they're rewarded with a bonus. And then students use this money, that this fake money that we've given, and I'll go to the dollar store or Walmart and spend some real money and get some really cool stuff that they like, like, you know, workbooks and toys and um, big bouncy balls and emoji pillows and scooters and, and inflatable pools and you know, anything that I can find, uh, Hot Wheels stuff, um, tea sets, anything that I can find that's reasonably priced and that the kids will appreciate. And then I'll price that, we price that stuff and kids can come in and they buy all the things in the market uh, using the money that they earned already. So that's another thing that enhances student ownership. But also with regards to the pencil boxes is students can, well, I guess I'll get into that a little later. But really what this does, the whole salary system is students feel pride and they see the results and they want to save their money for those big markets. And it connects that their schoolwork, their schoolwork is connected to what they can achieve or what they can get out of life. And when, and when they put a lot of work into school, they're rewarded with, I mean, this is a materialistic rewarding, which isn't the best way to, to teach this, but they are rewarded with uh, being able to buy whatever they want by working hard in school. They're, they're going to be rewarded for that. And that's how the world works too, to a certain extent. And it's, it's a good lesson for them to learn. And getting along with that, strategy number three is kind of building into that, is talking about this tragedy of the commons and moral hazard that I was just, which again, all this means, tragedy of the commons, moral hazard, is that when kids or when people have skin in the game, when their actions affect their own personal well-being and they don't just affect the group, the, the community, or the crowd, then people are likely to act more prudently and act with more, more within their own best self-interest, while if their risk and the consequences of their actions are diluted across the community, so if... You know, if you leave your cap off your glue stick, then somebody else in the class is going to end up, and it's a communal thing, then somebody else in the class is going to end up with a um, dull glue stick, a non-sticky glue stick, the next time that we do a craft. And it may not be you, so you don't experience that effect, but eventually if everyone starts saying, well, I can take leave my cap off my glue stick and nothing's going to happen, then everyone starts doing it, everyone starts becoming lax and becoming lazy with it, and then what ends up happening is all the glue sticks, because they say, well, it doesn't affect me directly. Eventually it will when it hits a breaking point. So that's the tragedy of the commons. That's moral hazard. And I can tell you that that stuff gets eliminated because the glue, steps, the glue caps all stayed on. 
And even more so, not only did the crown stop breaking, but kids were trying to learn. My students were trying to learn how to color without trying to press that crown through the table. So they learned exactly what to do so they didn't break crowns. Because they said, Mr. G, I break crowns. I'm not trying to. What am I doing? How can I fix it? I don't want to break crowns if I have to pay for them. And so this ownership breeds responsibility and, and moderation. I mean, kids will start thinking about how their choices and their actions affect them. And that is one of the most important skills that we can teach kids, not just in pre-K or preschool, but pretty much any grade, is that their choices and actions will affect them, so think through it. And that's what they start doing when they realize that, well, if I keep coloring the way I always colored, I'm going to be paying for a lot of crayons. And they don't want that to be the case, so they try to learn how to fix that. And strategy number four is what to do when the stuff actually breaks, especially in a situation like that where kids are saying, I'm not trying to break it. I'm not being careless. I'm not being irresponsible. It's just the way I color. So what do you do? Well, you kind of go easy on them. I mean, you don't have to absolutely you know, make them go bankrupt in their, in their salary system to replace every crown and, and glue stick to send a message. It's just having to pay, pay for it themselves is, especially because the place value stuff between $100 and like $10 at this point might not be fully there where they realize they might think losing $10 is the same as, you know, losing all their money, um, at least some of them, who knows. Anyway, when stuff breaks, have a mini market every few weeks. So I talked about the big markets where you get toys and stuff. Have a mini market where you can go through their pencil boxes and see what they're missing, what's broken, what's dried out, and then offer them to and then offer them new crayons, new pencil new stuff to replace the old stuff. And really, I mean, I would let my students choose. So if they broke a white crayon, they were like, well, if they didn't want to buy the white crayon again, they weren't really going to use it, so I didn't tell them they had to, but most of them wanted, they wanted a full pencil box. And just having them, and make it cheap. Don't, like I said, don't bankrupt them. So if, if uh, like in my class, it was, if you attended school, you got a dollar for just coming to school every day. So if you had to replace a crown, it was like $5 to replace a crown or to replace a glue stick, which was like, you know, just come to school or participate one day in class or learn a couple letters. Like they could have made this money up very easily. Um, and really, without even, like, if they had all their letters taken care of, or maybe they were really struggling to get a couple, and they were stuck stuck at a certain point, like, you might think, oh, well, where are they going to get the money for this? Like, like I said, opportunities and participation and homework in coming to school. So kids, like, and you're not bankrupting them, so. But they get that they have to spend money out of their own wallet that they could have spent elsewhere on stuff that they really wanted to have to pay for the things that they broke. So that is really the case of what to do when stuff breaks. You could also have kids bringing materials from home. That could work. That's up to you, your style. I didn't do that because then it was like creating moral hazard, but for their parents. You know, then it was like, well, I could break my stuff in school because I'll just go get stuff from my parents, which wasn't teaching the lesson that we were trying to get across with the student ownership. Strategy number five, I briefly touched upon this. Let kids personalize their pencil boxes. Let them personalize their materials when you do these little mini markets, not just don't just allow them to replace old stuff, but allow them to add new things. So add markers to the equation. As I mentioned before, the original pencil box is pencil box, crayons, scissors, glue stick, pencil, eraser. Start adding markers, colored pencils, new colors, new colored crayons, and let your students spice up their boxes, personalize them, let them pick their favorite colors, and let them think about their work and say, how will this color 
make my work look better or make my work look different or do the things, make my work look the way I want it to look? Or how will this marker or this different materials, colored pencil versus a crayon, how will I be able to use that better? And it ends up making students even more thoughtful about their work because they're thinking ahead as to what are the tools that they need to create the art that they're trying to create. And now strategy number six, which I'm sure, I hope a lot of you are thinking, wow, this sounds really cool and this sounds like a great idea. And it is, it really does work. And like I said at the beginning, this is one of the things that really turned my classroom around because I stopped having to worry about all this stuff. So strategy number six is how much monitoring do you really have to do? Well, in comparison to having to you know, replace all these different broken crayons and, and glue sticks and everything, it's gonna save you less time. It's, this is gonna be less time. Um, and you're not gonna have to check every single pencil box all the time to make sure all the crowns are there, to make sure all the glue sticks are there. Like I said, every couple of weeks, you can kind of go through and check. And everything else, leave it up to your students. I mean, I've had things where kids would have two glue sticks in their box. So that means somebody else didn't have a glue stick. But if that kid wasn't telling me that they didn't have a glue stick, like they weren't taking full ownership over their box. So whenever it came out that, or, or over their stuff really, I shouldn't even say the pencil box, but over their, their materials, over their learning. Um, so whenever it came out like, hey, I don't have a glue stick, and somebody else had two, it was clearly showing me that those two kids, they weren't as, I mean, they were they were taking care of their stuff, but one had two glue sticks and another one had zero. They should have recognized that that was a problem. So you can then address that and say, hey, why is this here? Why is that there? And tell them, like, you guys got to take, you know, you, you got to advocate for yourself. Like, the police aren't coming by and looking to see if someone stole somebody else's things if you're not following a report. So you better know that your stuff's either there or it's not there. And if it's not, I'll help you find it. And usually kids aren't stealing something intentionally. It's just like they grab another glue stick and throw it in their box because they forgot theirs is already there. Nonetheless, this is something that, I mean, it does happen. And But I think it goes back to, if you're not going to bring it to my attention, I can't do anything. And that's part of ownership. So you don't have to monitor that much. And even the problems where you think maybe I should be monitoring, that's just, like I said, let's, that mindset shift is... Uh, that the classroom, they don't, the classroom supplies don't belong to you. So remember, tell your kids, they have to take care of them or they'll have to buy more. And I mean, you don't want them to spend all their money. So you do check and you do help them out in these cases, but don't drive yourself crazy over it. That's my point is that you can monitor it as much as you want to monitor. If you want to put it all on them, you can put it all on them. If you want to, you know, make sure that everybody is keeping equal numbers of everything and nobody's stealing from other, from other kids. I mean, you could monitor it that way too. It's up to you really how much monitoring you want to do. I did I explained exactly how much I did and you can either do more or less and you know I won't tell you that it's wrong which that's a big thing in preschool is that there is really no I don't believe there's any wrong way to do anything or else I wouldn't have tried to do all this crazy stuff that I did in my classroom if uh if I thought it was you know quote unquote wrong so do whatever you want to do and make it work for you that's the most important thing uh as a teacher in general in my opinion so now some changes that you can expect to see less broken crowns less dried up glue sticks and markers, and basically spending less money on your classroom supplies. Uh, you'll see students that are taking ownership and pride in not just taking care of their pencil box, but in all of their work. Students are become, and they'll also be becoming more responsible, more respectful of things, more mature, and who doesn't want that in a preschool classroom, right? So actionable next steps, buy the pencil boxes, check the, uh, the show notes where I'll leave links to everything that I included in my pencil box, Buy the pencil boxes for the class, buy the, buy the crowns, spend that money up front now, and you won't have to spend any more the rest of the year, really. Um, that was at least my case, is that, yeah, it's a little bit of money up front to buy pencil boxes for the whole class and buy crowns for the whole class, but it's like, I mean, it's like five or six dollars a kid, and 
you could ask for parents for help as well. Um, in and your school in help in getting crayons and getting uh, other supplies and pencil boxes even. Hopefully your school can help you with all this or parents can help you with this. And if not, if you got to spend it yourself, I'm telling you, it's money well spent buying this stuff for your students because they learn life skills that, I mean, are just invaluable. Life skills that are going to carry them the rest of their lives. Like I said, responsibility, respect, maturity, and taking ownership over their education. That's totally worth you know, a pencil box and, and some crayons for, for your students, at least in my opinion. Also, head to punkrockpreschool.com slash 013, and you can download our salary system. It's a freebie that's available. There's a cutout for the wallets that each student has, and then there's colored money, which, you know, I like $100 bills red and 20s blue, so it makes it really easy for you to um, hand out the money based on all the different, whatever your salary system is. And then I also have a guideline of what our salary system was, so... It was a dollar if you learn, you know, for every letter, for every rhyme that you identified that was on our assessment sheet for every uh, part of a part of a story, part of a book, like main character or um, front cover, back cover. That was all a dollar. You learned all of that. You learned all the parts of the book. There was a bonus. You learned all of the. You kind of do a hundred. There was a bonus. So every time you completed a benchmark, there was a bonus. All this stuff is included in our freebie. Punkrockpreschool.com slash zero one three. Punkrockpreschool.com slash zero thirteen. Get our free salary system and bring this into your classroom and then check the show notes for all of the um, items that go into the pencil box. So you have everything you need to put this into place in your classroom if you want to do that. Thank you for listening and I hope you are one step closer to making the classroom of your dreams come true. Please follow us on social media and don't forget to subscribe to subscribe to our podcast. Subscribe to our podcast and give us a download leave us a rating, subscribe to our email list. And if you want to receive that participation salary system, as I just said, go to punkrockpreschool.com slash 013 and download that freebie right now. Please leave us ratings, comments, and thoughts below if there's anything you want me to discuss on future episodes or if you would like to come on to the podcast. I'm about to start having guests come on to the, to the uh, podcast. I'm reaching out to a bunch of people this week. So if you would like to come onto the podcast as well, if you have an interesting story you want to tell, or if you just want to discuss something, I'm happy to have plenty of people come on here and we can just work through how to change the world one classroom at a time. Until next time, keep rocking.